0: Happy day before Thanksgiving. Did you get a little bit of anxiety hearing that too, knowing that your Christmas shopping still isn't done and the turkey's still partially frozen and you don't have enough sage for the stuffing? Yeah, I get it. I know that this time of year can have us all feeling a little overwhelmed when what we should be feeling is love and joy. So today, I wanted to release this episode I recorded with my dear sweet friend over the summer all about worthiness. My girl Valley has been on her own personal self worth journey for the better part of a decade, and really recognizes that each day, in and of itself, is a work in progress. She is incredibly modest, but I will tell you that she has spent more than seven years investing countless hours mentoring the women in her organization to believe they can have everything their hearts desire, while also immersing herself with like minded individuals who know and believe. That we as women are meant for more. She is the very embodiment of the love and support that we all crave so badly. And I know that her message, that you are worthy of all of that and more, is going to bless you today. So grab a fork and the pie and listen up. Because you are worthy of loving yourself in this moment. And before you can lead yourself or anyone else to anything, you have to first believe that. You're listening to the Beyond Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Sarah May Chipczynski. It is my purpose in life to use the lessons I've learned from more than a decade of leadership experience in everything from business to politics to nonprofit and the military to help you become the leader you've always dreamed of having. Whether you lead a network marketing team, a Bible study, a global brand, or a family of four, every week I'm going to walk you through tangible ways to grow your influence and make your vision a reality. So if you're ready to drop the burnout and bullshit strategy you've been fed and design your own aligned leadership style, you're in the right place. Let's go. Okay, Val, thank you so much for joining me. I am seriously excited about this episode because I think we could all use a little extra dose of worthiness every now and again. So thank you. Thank you
1: i'm so excited to be your guest um it's kind of fun to be role reversal (laughs) yeah because you've got a podcast too yes and this is actually one of the first times i've been a guest on someone else who has a podcast so i can't wait to just talk all things worthiness because it's one of my favorite topics to talk about
0: yeah well welcome welcome and uh so i went over your bio in the intro but I would love to hear more from your perspective, who you are and why you are an expert in this field of worthiness.
1: Ooh, that's a good question to start. I'm like, expert? <laughs> this is this is great
0: practice. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you are an expert, though, because I every am. time I talk to you, you make me like, you pump me up. <laughs> It's because I have to pump myself up. So
1: I I really do um, try to practice what I preach. So let me rewind. So my name is Valerie, and I started um, the Worthiness Project. It was birthed in January of 2021, and it was literally started because I was like, I'm going to make a podcast, and I have a lot to say, and I've always wanted my own talk show. So I kind of did everything backwards. So I downloaded a free podcast. Cast app. I was just sitting in my back office recording on all the things that I felt people needed to hear about. And the, the logic behind that was because I have a lot of friends who don't necessarily have access to the personal development world. And when I say access, I mean, just they haven't, they don't know what they don't know. So I'll always find myself pumping up my friends, like women I don't work with, if you will, or women I've never mentored before. And I'm just going over simple techniques that they'll be like, oh my gosh, that like made me feel better today before work or that helped me in a stressful situation. And um, in a previous lifetime, I was an elementary school teacher for nine years. So I like to think that if I had never left that job, I don't know if I would have been exposed to all the amazing courses, seminars, people that I now live for. So um, I started reporting, recording my podcast because I love um, inspiring and encouraging and lifting others up. And that I basically was like, well, an Instagram account needs to go with this. And um, in the other in the other career that I do in network marketing, I've been mentoring women for nine years. And in that field, you have to really get one on one with them, at least how I coach. And I, a, a big piece of it is me lifting them up and learning about them. So I feel that women across the board need to be reminded how important self-worth is um, because in my opinion, nothing else can really be fulfilling if we don't necessarily have that
0: feeling of worth. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit more about that, the beginning part of that journey. Do you think women realize that their self-worth is low or do you just Because what I found in the women that I know, the women that I talk to is a lot of us, it is just a natural state of being and we don't even realize, right? Mm -hmm. I see you nodding along. We don't even realize that this is the problem. Like, Who has ever just been sitting there and feeling like, I don't feel great about myself, but that's just the way I am because I'm a mom in my mid-30s and that's how moms in their mid-30s are supposed to feel. Mm-hmm wrong. (laughs) Fully wrong. Um,
1: So I think it's, I think it's exactly that we don't realize it. So also what happened in January was I had this big epiphany with myself, which was not fun, where I realized in a way I was like, wow, I, for the last seven years have not felt worthy of this promotion That's why I haven't gotten it, a promotion I can give myself. Um, But as much as I have been rising others up, as much as I've been showing up, there was still a piece of me that I realized I was having so many subconscious limiting beliefs that were preventing me from achieving what I felt I was worth having. And I basically was like, if I feel this way and didn't realize it (laughs) until now, so many other people have got to be in the same boat. So I think it's essentially what you said. I think it's a state of being. And unless you ask yourself some hard questions, I don't know if people ever come to a realization that they can feel different. So
0: what are some of the hard questions you
1: had to ask yourself? So one of the hard questions I had to ask myself was basically, why have I not gotten this, you know, promotion I've wanted? That I visualize, I do the vision board, I do all the external factors, Mm. and I basically like started crying and was like, it's because you have this fear of success. You no one in your that you really know has ever achieved something like that, so you ultimately don't feel like. You should have it as much as you've been talking about it or doing the external factors of the work. So I think it was, it was sitting down with myself and figuring out why I felt that way and doing a lot of those
0: questions. Mm. So take me through this journey now. So you mm-hmm. finally, you have this realization, you start asking yourself these questions and you're like, wow. Wow. I've been treating myself like crap for the past however long, seven years, right? Mm-hmm. Where do you go from there?
1: So I was as as much as it is challenging and and sucks sometimes to have these feelings where you realize how you have truly felt about yourself, It's also in a way freeing. So, Essentially, when I came to that realization, that was where I was like, oh my gosh, I, I have always been someone to, I guess, because I have always helped others, I was kind of doing what I preach, but in the backwards way. So I was neglecting my own worth by making other people feel worthy. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when I realized that, then I started just making some hard changes. I started being really protective of my energy. And I started the first the first biggest piece for me was this piece of validation. So I also was seeking approval and validation from so many people that I thought were higher than me or above me or whatever it was. And I was having a really hard time making decisions on my own. Mm. So I, that was where I started. So I started uh, seeking inner validation, which was a very hard process for me at first. Um, So basically, I I I was not allowed to ask anybody opinions on anything that I wanted to do that made me feel happy for like two days because I had to process it to make sure I was happy with it. And then when I felt like I needed to tell somebody, I told them what I was deciding to do rather than asking them. So I took myself through this discipline of not reaching out to anyone when I wanted to come up with a new idea. So for example, I did not tell anyone about my podcast for a month because I wanted to do it for me. I didn't do it or else I would have done it for, oh my gosh, do you think it's a good idea? Oh my gosh, is so-and-so else doing a podcast? Like I would have gone through a million and one questions before I started doing it. Oh, yeah. So that's where, that's where it started. I started with the validation piece to start trusting myself. And when I started
0: trusting myself, my worth started growing. I love that. And I think that's a real simple practice, honestly, simple in theory practice that we can all Mm -hmm. impose in our lives. Because right as women, we wear all these different hats. And a lot of us do tend to seek that validation that we're doing whatever it is right but along similar lines i remember doing an exercise probably 5 years ago where you know i ended up breaking down because you know i said i'm i'm not a good i'm not a good leader i'm not a good wife i'm not a good this i'm not a good that and the coach that i was working with at the time said what do you think a good wife is? And, you know, I listed out, you know, know, I I have to do the cooking and the cleaning and the this and the that, and I have to, you know, all of these things. And then she asked me, what does your husband think a good wife is? And I was like, well, I don't know. I never asked him. (laughs) (laughs) So here I was seeking this validation that I thought that I needed from this source that I believed held this standard. But when I asked my husband, like, What does a good wife do? And he's like, I really just wish you would sit on the couch with me and pretend that you enjoyed baseball. (laughs) And I'm like, What? (sighs) But what about the the four course dinners and the dessert with every meal? And he's like, Or what about it? Like, if we ordered a pizza? Literally, you're like, This is amazing relief, right? So at that point, I was like, Whoosh, weight off my shoulders, right? I now know that. That's what I need for that validation. I need to meet his standard of a good wife, not my own, because mine was insane. Mine was like nineteen fifties housewife on crack standard
1: <laughs> literally, but you had set those standards for yourself so that was what you were
0: basing it on, and you were being- i didn't know what how to feel worthy on my own. I thought that worthiness was this unattainable thing that I had to to reach for and meet. But one of the things that I've come to learn, especially now from following along with your Instagram page and with your podcast is that worthiness is not a, a place you necessarily arrive to, right? It's a lifelong forever process that mm-hmm. we need to continually go through because you can feel super worthy one day and feel like a total badass and you've got it all together and then all of a sudden you burn the rice, right? And you yes. feel like crap again. <laughs> and then you cry. And then you, you always that. cry when you burn the rice. Yes.
1: Always cry when you burn the rice, especially the rice. <laughs> um, and that's that's actually why I say reignite. So I'm huge in reigniting because I feel like we've never lost our self worth. I think it comes down to learning how to be aware of it. And that's a lot of what I what I teach in my coaching and my mentoring is saying, okay, so now that you're aware, now that you're aware that this feeling is yucky, you don't like feeling this way. Once you're aware, you have so much power because you then give yourself choices. So you can choose to say, well, now that I'm aware this triggered me, or I'm aware that I realized I needed all this external validation for the last seven years, right? I had two choices at that moment. I could have just kept doing what I was doing, texting everyone that I knew about decisions for my life. Or I could have done the hard thing, which was hard for me in the beginning, was not reaching out to anybody. So essentially I had to like put my phone in the other room for like half the day. So I just didn't break my habit that I was trying to grow this new skill of trusting myself. So once you're aware, I feel like you can ask yourself those hard questions and then you give yourself permission to have choices. But it's the awareness piece. It's being like, I didn't even realize I was seeking
0: external validation, Mm -hmm. right? It was like that piece. So when you look back on this, within that awareness, do you notice or did you notice in the past yourself seeking out specific people and asking them like if an idea scared you, would you specifically ask somebody who you knew was going to tell you it was a bad idea? Or if you really, really wanted to do something, would you seek out someone who you knew would tell you, yeah, that's fantastic. Go for it. Um, so yes and no, because what's funny about this is
1: that I would have an idea and then I maybe would ask somebody who has an opposite personality as me, but is my best friend. And then they would break apart my idea. With all the details or things that I was missing, and then it would 100% discourage me and make me feel like it wasn't a good idea. So, yes, there was some times that I would call my best friend who never disagreed with me and was just like, didn't even know what I was talking about. And she's like, that's a great idea. I support you, you know? (laughs) Um, Or I'd be seeking validation in a way like a student does from their teacher, if you will, right? From someone that was like, wow, I'm so proud of you. I would have to seek these words. I'm so proud of you. Mm. You're doing such a great job. And I'm like, I need to be just proud of myself.
0: Hey friend, did you hear I just opened up a few more coaching spots for 2021? I know I said I wasn't going to do it, but you've really been on my heart lately. You see, I know you and I know how hard you've worked to get to exactly where you are. And I know that you're ready to move to the next level. I also know that just when you think you have this business thing figured out, the anxiety settles in and you're left wondering if your current level of success is sustainable. I'm here to tell you that not only is it sustainable, but you can have more. You can have the successful career and time to play with dinosaurs. You can have part time hours and full time income. You can have a business that gives you both stability and freedom. Starting with leading yourself and the strengths finder assessment, I teach my clients what I call fluff free personal development. This is the no shit steps to take to better understand yourself, your strengths, what you want out of your business, and how the hell to get yourself there. There's a link in the show notes to schedule a connection call and see if you'd be a good fit. And I cannot wait to talk to you in real life real soon. Let's talk the flip side for a sec mm-hmm. what happens when you're not like what does that lack of self-worth do to you physically mentally emotionally spiritually like it really jacks with your alignment but how
1: i'm like yes it totally jacks with your alignment like hardcore <laughs> like um so so when you become aware of realizing, for example, that, you know, your worth is not where, where you would want it to be. I don't even want to say the word should, because that's putting these standards that don't exist into existence, but your worth that makes you feel good. Um, when, when you don't feel worthy enough, then you don't do anything really for yourself. Because all you're doing is everything for everybody else. So you can get that validation. Mm-hmm. So it's so bad that it could be so subconscious. So, I mean, you could spend your last $3 on your best friend, right? To Venmo her a coffee. And I'm not saying not to, to pay it forward, but what I'm saying is if you're doing it to get that text that's like you're the best friend ever or I love you so much there's a piece of that external validation that I knew for example I was seeking and Mm -hmm. I had to ask myself why do I think she's not going to be my friend anymore if I don't like Venmo her for a coffee or something because she's having a bad day or whatever it is so um When you talk about jacking up your alignment, because then I just spent my last whatever penny on my friends. And now I'm spiraling about like my money management or how I don't have enough money and how I'm never going to make ends meet. And it could just go in so many different directions because you're seeking so much external validation because you just thrive off of everybody else telling you how good you are. Hmm. So that was just one example. Another example could be um, that I used to do all the time was I would, as much as I knew about a morning routine, or I knew about gratitude, or I knew about the, you know, spending time for myself to relax, I never did it. Because I didn't see people who were quote unquote, achieving, relax. So I didn't want to be caught relaxing. I wanted to be in the category of she's going, you know, hustle till she is blue in the face and can't even stand up because she literally die. Yes. But to me, that was a recognition. That was like a badge of honor, if you will. So for some reason... I thrived off of that, but that wasn't healthy, right? That wasn't what I really wanted to do, but I thought it was because everyone was praising that type of behavior um, at that time. So I had to really break away and come to terms with how do I want my days to look? If I need to take a nap, then my body is telling me I need a nap. If I need to sit and pray and meditate, My inner spiritualness needs that right now because I've recognized I'm a huge empath. Okay. So I had to recognize that about myself and I had to recognize how to, how to make that a positive thing instead of a negative thing all the time, because it can be very exhausting to be an empath all the time, especially when you're working with people. So, um, and when you want to do that, you want to give and give to everybody else. So at the end of the day, you then basically are exhausted and nothing's in alignment. Nothing,
0: nothing at all. I, I also remember the days of network marketing where it was, we hustle harder, we hustle harder. I remember being told that, uh, you know, in this season, while you're going for this goal, you have to put on the blinders. You don't watch TV. You don't go out for dinner. You don't do any. And I was like, okay. And so I did that. I put on the blinders as a newlywed and completely neglected my relationship. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize it until years later. It was like, "Oh, that was really unhealthy." And I've been doing this for how long?
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I think so. What what I feel about that is that I think I think there's a certain degree of you know short term sacrifice for long term goals, but I think it needs to be taught in a balanced way. I think it needs to be taught as you are an individual, for example. So if you want this goal, you are newlywed. So let's talk about how you can do those fun things as a newlywed while still doing X, Y, and Z, Mm -hmm. right? But Those, you know, and sometimes those things are taught, sometimes they're not. It just depends also who you're around and how much you're able to be aware. So now I know I can achieve a goal that takes a lot of commitment and time, but I'm also aware of all the other things in my life that I love to keep in balance. And those will now not be sacrificed.
0: Yeah. And I think what's equally as important as important as what we're taught is what we catch from the leaders and the women, and the people around us, because, you know, at that time, I would Preach till I was blue in the face that, you know, this is your business and you do it how you want. But every single person was doing it the same way. And every single person was doing it the way that you hustle hard. Right. So the women who weren't willing or were unable or had those boundaries up only saw the way that you have to just rush through. You have to just hustle. And that I think is one of the reasons why some of those women I was leading were never successful. Was because I never knew to teach them, or to tell them, or to show them yes. a different way.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that. And I'm there's a piece of me that so feels so grateful that I'm realizing it now because I do know there's some people who will never realize this, that will never realize you can have a balance and you can have success. It just takes awareness and it takes being just aware of your actions and all those things. But if you're not aware, you will neglect everything else
0: in your your life.
1: You will. Um, And it doesn't create that kind of fulfillment you think it will once you achieve that goal either. So, um, and I think that's why it's so great that, you know, especially with your podcast, is because so many leaders listen to your podcast. So you're giving them this permission to still have that hustle if they want to have it, but Mm -hmm. don't forget the other things because that hustle isn't your definition you are a leader in all these different hats that you discuss. And I think that is so amazing. And that's why your podcast is so amazing. Cause it's like, there are leaders everywhere and you know, people love direct marketing. People love all these things. I do too. And I'm just so grateful. I finally learned how to have a balance you know, and turn off my hustle and realize like I need to do things like watch Netflix once in a while, like to a degree. There's some really good shows on Netflix. Yes, there are. Like we could do a whole podcast and all the series I've watched on Netflix, you know, (laughs) and the benefits of turning off your brain once in a while and the benefits of letting everything inside of you recharge because you don't have to earn that time, which Mm -hmm. is probably a whole nother topic we could talk about is you don't have to earn
0: Relaxation. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So obviously not having self-worth we've discussed is, is not a, a good place to be, but it's it's also this process that we're always on. But mm-hmm. once you you get to a place where you realize that you need it and you actually have it and you just sometimes need to remind yourself of that, mm-hmm. what big picture – and you've kind of touched on some of it, but what mm-hmm. changed? How did you start treating yourself different? So I'm
1: still in the process, which is so mm-hmm. fun to say. And I love admitting that because you know, I I want women to look at me like, okay, she's still going through the process. So that means I can too. She has an off day. I have an off day, right? It doesn't mean you're fully off the journey. So now that I know what I know, it's like one of those things there's, I can't unlearn what I know. So I, I will catch myself. So basically old habits, you know, that phrase old habits die hard is a phrase for a reason. And I catch myself, you know, uh, this afternoon was a great example. I dove right into my phone this morning. Okay. I did not practice what I preach. I dove right into my phone this morning and I allowed three people to take my attention immediately that uh, then I chose to check a few things and give them my attention rather than give myself the permission I know, which is I can respond to this in an hour, right? So did I let myself respond in an hour? No, but after that whole thing happened this morning, I literally had like a, a debrief with myself and was like, okay, Val, that was a great learning experience. So when that happens again, you are literally taking a deep breath, right? You're doing your breathing because you need to show up as your best self today. You didn't today because you allowed these three individuals to whatever, take your attention and just kind of control your morning. Mm -hmm. So I think when, when women are on this journey, they're going to have moments like that. But I felt powerful being able to recognize and say, "Okay, I'm not going to do that again, rather than the shame talk. And then I realized that they kind of annoyed me, if you will, and they triggered me. So I was able to snap out of it very quickly and I was able to shift. Whereas if that happened two years ago, last year. I probably would have still been complaining about it to you today at this podcast about how these three people and what they talked to me about and how they texted me and da, 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 Instead of just saying, I should have just not responded to them right away. They will survive because I needed to take care of myself first this morning. So I might just do that next time and that's it. And I'm over it. So I think, I think that's the difference once, you, once you're in the awareness. Because you will have slips. You just will you know the people pleaser the people pleaser in me came out that's what happened i had to please these three people and as i was doing it i was like kind of cursing at myself like you know what you're doing right now val you are not giving yourself permission to have a moment da, 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 da. like they're not that Im- like they're important but they're not more important than you kind of thing and whatever i had the whole conversation with myself in my head so i was able to recognize all of it love
0: it <laughs> so for someone who's not that far on their, their journey yet for the, the woman who is listening, who is trying to struggle to balance or find harmony in her home life and her business and all the other things she's doing, but she knows like, I just feel icky about myself. What is like one simple action step Mm -hmm. that she can take today? Right now, as soon as this podcast is over, as soon as she's done listening, what can she do today to jumpstart that journey? So there's like it's
1: a short but semi-long answer, if that's okay. <laughs> because because to me, the way that I coach and mentor is basically I don't think I don't think one tip actually works for everybody. And I say that because we're all a little bit different, and that's why I call it like a blueprint. So for me, I love affirmations, okay? I just do. But I also know in the beginning, the very, very beginning, like maybe five years ago, three, like four years ago, I didn't love affirmations. I hated saying them. I felt weird saying them. So that, so if someone were to say to me that that's a quick tip, like that wouldn't work for me. So I would have to just say to her, like, let's talk about what your love language is. So that's actually where I start with everyone's blueprint. I talk about what their love language is. So if their love language is, for example, quality time, then I say a quick tip for your self-worth is to literally turn your alarm off on your phone, right? Take a notebook into the bathroom and do not look at your phone for the first 15 minutes and write down intentions, a letter to yourself, whatever it is for the day and spend 15 minutes of quality time with yourself in the bathroom. Because if you're in the bathroom, you can lock everybody out, pretend you're taking a shower. Like, I don't care what you have to do, depending on your home style. But this way, you now are like, I gave myself quality time because I'm worth it. So I have to know what their love language is to give them a quick tip.
0: What's your love language?
1: My love language is quality time. Okay. Do do me minus words of affirmation. Okay. So for you, I would say, let's say you're starting your worthy journey. Okay. I would say that every night or once a week. I'd say once a week in reality. Once a week in reality because you're starting this. You are to write um, a love letter to yourself of all the things you did right that week. As because if your love language is words of affirmation, because that's my second strength. Uh, second. Like highest love language, you have no problem affirming everybody else, but you cannot affirm yourself. It's hard to affirm yourself. But if you are recharging yourself, what do you do? You call five people and tell them why they're amazing. You're like, my energy is high. But if someone's like, well, why do you like yourself? You're like, no, I don't know. I'm humble. I can't talk to anyone about why I'm amazing. Stop telling me I'm amazing. I can't accept compliments. So to overcome that, I would say, Or write a sentence every day of one reason why you are proud of yourself that day. I'm proud of myself because I ate watermelon instead of ice cream today. I'm proud of myself because, you know, just start learning how to affirm yourself. I'm going to do this for a week. I'm (laughs) going to let you know. Yes. Just a couple of things that either you love, like if if you were to take yourself out of your body, if you will, and you saw yourself as your best friend saw you. Like, how is your best friend say, like, Sarah, oh, my God, today when you were with Oliver, you did this amazing thing with him at dinner. Like, probably you do so many amazing things you don't recognize that you do because your love language is to affirm other people.
0: Mm-hmm. I,
1: so, I know for a fact you are right. <laughs> yeah. Because that's my second strength. That's I, the, basically quality time and words of affirmation are, like, neck and neck for me.
0: Yeah. So.
1: I had to start learning how to accept compliments. And it was very
0: hard for me. I get that. I get that. So for someone whose love languages say physical touch or acts of service and they want to know what to do, how do they get in contact with you? That's that's okay. Do you want me to
1: tell you a tip or how okay? So they can No, how do they reach out to you? Okay. They can <laughs> send me, they can follow me on Instagram, which is the Worthiness Project. Okay, and they could just send me a DM and be like, my love language is physical touch. Help. Like, how do I do that for myself? And we're going to keep it G rated. No, I'm just kidding, because there are things you can do. Okay, I know. Sorry, I just had to because it's like a funny, bad joke at the same time. But there are things that you can do to make yourself. The whole purpose of the love language is to basically remind yourself that you're worth love first before you give it to everybody else. And as much as like whatever kind of relationship you're in, you still need to know how to love yourself first before you can seek that validation even from your partner. Mm -hmm. So that's, and that's, that's knowing your worth. Um, So that's why I start with the love language. Um, So they can send me a message on Instagram. And if they if they're like, what's her Instagram handle? It's the worthiness project, or it's valleyann.com
0: very simple and all my information's there and they. And I get- will link it in the show notes as well. Now yeah. the love language thing, is that how you start your blueprint program? It like, is. You're about to launch your blueprint program, right? Yeah. I'm about to launch
1: my one-on-one blueprint program. Um, and it's not a cookie cutter approach. So this is a little bit of a different coaching program because it's for any woman. So, um, so depending where, what they do, what hat they're wearing, I still think self-worth is the most important thing, but sometimes if they don't know what they need, that's why it's not a cookie cutter approach. And that's why we start with the love language is sometimes women don't even realize what their love language is. And if they're like, I go for walks all the time, but their love language is acts of service. Well, a walk isn't necessarily that fulfilling at that moment because they need to do something that is an acts of service. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So we, we start with that blueprint with the love language to see what they're doing, where it's lacking. And it, the habit of having women think about giving them themselves love is, is already something that we have to overcome in the beginning because it's very hard in general for us to do that. It
0: is absolutely. So I'm, I'm really excited to learn more about your program and to have you as a guest speaker in my next round of the Align Leader Project because as I'm talking to you right now, I'm realizing how much the women I work with need this from you. So- this is
1: the first time I've talked about it. My my personality is like, how do I explain the blueprint? Because it honestly is so customized to every single client that I work with. Um, and and. Think of it like this. It's going to be like if someone were to start a brand new health journey in terms of nutrition and exercise, but they Mm -hmm. really don't even know what they don't know, that is like they're going to get like me access to me every day because starting some of these habits for someone who's for me, for example, starting to learn how to accept compliments, it was really hard, right? It was like a really hard thing and I needed to talk to someone to say, oh my God, someone." compliment to me. And I told him to stop or just shut up or like, don't do that. You know? But I needed to have like a debrief with someone after that moment. So I could start being like, okay, thank you. Thank you. I am that way. Thank you. And it's not to say that. So it's that kind of emotional support to really get the uh, that awareness going quickly and
0: effectively. I love it. Love it so much. Well, Val, thank you so much for coming on today. I am excited to continue working with you in the future. And again, if you have questions about your love language or how to find your self-worth, go ahead and reach out to Val on Instagram. She's super approachable, absolutely wonderful, and just an overall gem of a human being.
1: Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much.
0: That was so much fun. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I sincerely hope that you got something out of today that you are going to be able to take and use on your journey to wherever it is you're going. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe and share your takeaways on social media. Don't forget to tag me at Sarah May Ski on Instagram. While you're waiting for the next episode, please check out our exclusive Beyond Leadership community over on Facebook to connect with more like-minded and like-hearted individuals dedicated to learning, leading, and encouraging right alongside you every day. Until next time, let's go.